Welcome to this special Rewind episode of the Swan Waters Healing Podcast. There was something that you mentioned that I was taking notes while you were talking, so I want to make sure we went back to some of these points too. But okay. um, you said your daughter sometimes mentions things to you like, you know, mom said that dad is, dad is angry a lot. And then you ask mm-hmm. her, so do you think I'm angry a lot? And she's like, no, you're never angry. Yeah. I think, yeah. um, you know, I think that from a co-parenting point, I don't think, and I, uh, this, is, this is proven true for me, um, and a few of my friends that I've advised to, to try this just because it worked for me. I don't think there's anything wrong in a healthy dose of appropriate honesty. And, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of that has to do with how you frame it. So, for instance, um, you know, it, my kids came home from visitation one time, and we weren't even out of the freaking airport yet. <laughs> and mm-hmm. they were like, Dad said he was going to buy a boat, but you would get really mad at him. Yeah. And I looked, and I looked <laughs> at them, and I said, you know, your father and I are divorced. He can do whatever he wants with his money. I said, you yeah. know, we, we, made, we made some agreements that we both have to abide by. And as long as he's abiding by the agreements that he made, the rest is his life. I have no interest in it, and I have no yeah. opinion about it. And, you know, that's the way it goes. And, and even for things like, um, you know, especially with her, your daughter now being the age that she is, um, I, I went through this with mine. If they ask me a question or make a statement that feels like that they're, because you know they're always parroting when they're younger. Mm -hmm. They're parroting what the other parent is saying to them. And so they would say something and I'd say, oh, really? Tell me more about that. Mm -hmm. And just shut up and let them know. (laughs) So what's your, uh, so so how do you feel about that? I mean, listen, I was like the Dr. Phil of, (laughs) of my house. Yeah, and and the famous, you know. So how's that working for you? Um, yeah. But yeah. I, as kids get older, when you're co-parenting with someone like this, there is a very specific package of honesty that you have to that you have to, to deal in. And I actually failed at that miserably for the first couple of years. And a friend of mine pointed out to me one day. She said, "You know how." Are you going to teach the girls to listen to their inner voice, to know what their inner voice sounds like, and to honor their gut? Because remember that discussion we had a long time ago about we didn't even know what the gut feeling was supposed to be because mm-hmm. it was so stuff. Right. How are you going to teach them to listen to their gut if you're always arguing with their reality? And what she meant by right. that was I was always up-talking their father. They would tell me how much mm-hmm. they hated going to visitation, and you know they're texting me, going, "Oh my God, can we come home? We hate it here. We don't want to do this." Yeah. Da, da 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 And I'm always pep talking them, right? Your dad yeah. loves you. He wants to see you. You should make the best of it. You should. Why don't you, you know, do this yeah. and that and the other? And so there has to be a middle ground, and I think I finally found it, you know, after a couple of years, which has turned out really well. But there has to be a middle ground. Uh, sort of a line in the middle that you can walk when mm-hmm. you're co-parenting with this kind of person 
where you're giving your kids enough reality to empower them. Right? Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Right. You, yeah. yep. So that they can make their own decisions and and see things without the lens of disorder. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, the parenting thing is a good point. Um, for my daughter's birthday last year, um, she was asking for a, like a, she likes to take pictures, so she's asking for a camera and she wanted a music player and all these things. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to get her a, an old used phone, right, that has all these features. And just not hook up to a network and then she can play games on it. And it's like, a, you know, basically an uh, iTouch kind of thing, but not the price of an iPod touch. Well, yeah, <clears throat> I kind of bounced this off of mom. Because that, you know, she probably, I figured she might be upset about that. And then the next time I, I, uh, picked up my daughter from school a few days later after, you know, she, and she's like, mom just says I'm too irresponsible to get to have a phone. You know, I'm, I'm just so irresponsible. And I'm like, oh, God. So basically, mom just told you that, said you're too irresponsible to have a phone. Well, the truth of the matter is, she's probably one of the most responsible kids I've ever been involved with at this age. I mean, she does her homework on her own. If, she, if we've got basketball practice from aftercare and she's sitting at a desk somewhere working on her homework because she knows she can't get on before we go to basketball practice later, you know? So she's, you know, she forgets something once in a while and she's just, she'll, she'll get very, she's, she's definitely has a little bit of the empathy. She's very empathetic kind of girl. And mm-hmm. to me, that's, it could be a, a recipe for trouble later with mom if she starts to take advantage of that. Um, mm-hmm. So I try to keep and that. She will. She will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and like, well, you we had an incident here, but not with the phone again. But we were at um, a uh, thing at one of the uh, the boat show actually that they had here at, at uh, one of the pavilions. And she likes to crawl around on the boats. And they bring the big boats in, and she pretends she's a captain or whatever. It's, it's fun, <laughs> but. She she dropped her phone. She was taking pictures. She dropped her phone. She couldn't find it. And then we didn't catch it. And we went, um, like, you know, on the other side of the pavilion. And all of a sudden, she realized she didn't have her phone. So she, she's running back, and she's crying. And she's, you know, all, all upset. And she goes, Dad, you're going to be really mad at me. Daddy's really mad at me. my phone. Dad, don't be mad at me. Please don't be mad at me. And I'm like, so where's that coming from? I mean, why would she think that I'm going to be so mad at her about this? You know, and, right. and to me, that's probably something that's going on in the other house where if she does a mistake, she just immediately gets a blast of rage. Um, mm-hmm. And so that to me is like, okay, that's something I, you know, I, I said, you know, and it's amazing. She's had the thing for over a year and they, they thankfully they found it. I have to go pick it up here pretty soon, but um, they didn't find it. But, you know, so she's had this phone. She hasn't broken it. She hasn't lost it. She had it over a year. I mean, a lot of adults can't do that. Just carting it back and forth between houses and all that stuff, you know. So, I, you know, I, I'm very impressed. I told her, I said, "You're doing great with that. I think you did really well." <laughs> you know, and these things happen. Um, you know, so yeah, some adults are six months or three months on the, you know, they're on their third phone and they can't get a replacement insurance anymore and whatnot. And it's like she's she's Absolutely. doing fine with her. So, um, well, and it's so, you know, and what you're describing too is a very typical. Um, I mean, you and I both know that people with this functioning type, um, they have no threshold of tolerance for error. None. Perfectionism is an understatement. And so I think, um, you know, you and I are probably exactly the same that 
I really just told my kids, I'm like, you know, yeah, that really stinks. I mean, that was a, that was a major mistake, but there's a reason that they're called accidents and not on purposes. You know, right, you're yeah. going to make mistakes. You're human. Stuff happens. You learn from it. You move on. It's okay. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, my it's funny when you're saying that my one still, she is so hypersensitive to her father's blow-ups that anytime mm-hmm. she feels like she's disappointing him, um, you know, she's like, oh, God, please, please don't be mad at me. Please, please, please don't be. I'm really sorry. Yeah. I just go, honey, you know what? I I think that if he's going to be mad at you for that, you need to ask yourself if that's really something that, that would be worth being mad over. You know, maybe mm-hmm. compare that to how you think someone else might respond or react to that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it. I think a lot of this whole co-parenting thing, and I know you'll agree this is the hardest part of the deal. The hardest piece of the co-parenting puzzle in dealing with this kind of person is remaining true to your own ethics and values and morals and compass and get and empowering them, giving them the right lens to critically look at everything without shoving it down their throat like the other person is doing. You know, my kids have experienced the same thing your your daughter has. You know, your mom is a liar, and, you know, every. I recently just found out from my older daughter that when we, um, you know, we relocated three times in the last two years, and two of those were interstate moves. And the very first time that we moved interstate, um, I'm not required to give him notice ahead of time since he lives out of state because he sort of left his kids. Um, yeah. So I sent a letter after. Here's the new mailing address. Here's the new exchange address for visitation, for pickup and drop-off. Um, and mm-hmm. I just recently found out that, and this was two years ago, that he texted my older daughter and said, so, good job keeping that secret. Your mother has taught you well. And what's really funny is that I am oh. not, a, I'm not a secretive person at all. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I, I err way in the other direction. I'm, I'm a pretty transparent yeah. kind of person. So, you know, I think that the challenge that we have in co-parenting with a disordered person, um, and mine, I think, is a different breed than yours, but they all sort of mm-hmm. play out the same. You know, my, I, I told you we actually hired Dr. Evan Stark on my defense case uh, when my ex-husband okay. sued me for a million dollars. Um, mm-hmm. And in the volume of information that Dr. Stark went through, which these were actual documents, this wasn't me saying, okay, here's what he did with this, this, and this. These were actual documents. Yeah. I mean, he came back and just flat said, this guy is a sociopath, and he's really bordering on psychopaths. Yeah. Um, and so so mine isn't just disordered. He's just scary. He's really scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think in dealing with this, our first – we know that our first responsibility is to our kids – and if we stay just so hyper-focused on not getting down in the muck with the other parent, I think it mm-hmm. all shakes out okay. I mean, that's been my experience anyway. I think it all yeah, shakes out. Yeah, it does. I agree. You don't, you know, if you stay out of the, the mud flinging and whatnot, you know, I don't know what, you know, at this point I really don't know what she's told at mom's house. I mean, I've got some ideas. Uh, but I think she knows enough that she can kind of differentiate between, the, mm-hmm. you know, 
what mom says and what's reality these days. Um, and that's, that's kind of like, that's, that's a huge plus. I mean, that she's getting those abilities to do that. Um, so she's, you know, I, I she's well on her way to, 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 you know, one of my goals of all this was to break the cycle. Right. So right now I feel like I'm, 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 I'm getting there, you know, as long way to go. We're, <laughs> we're halfway to 18. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you know, you said that she's, she's buying your daughter presents whenever she, you know, screws up or has a rage episode or whatever. Yeah. But one of the things that you could say, and the, mine is the typical, stereotypical Disney dad, okay? Can't mm-hmm. be bothered to use most of his visitation, but, boy, when he does, they literally go to Disney World or they, you know, they yeah. you know, <laughs> this bucket list. Her, my kid's therapist was like, they have a bucket list? And she goes, okay, we're going we're to have to discuss <laughs> um, because because really it is an it is a um, it is a manipulation tactic. It's the it's oh, yeah. something mm. that yeah something the abuser uses to keep the kid interested in coming back for visitation, um, particularly well, as they get older. Mm. Right, like a thing with with my daughter. With with the, with the, the biggest thing is in that I think is that you know okay, mom had a got upset. I mean, we all do, and sometimes we say something you know. The right thing to do would have been to apologize and say, you know, mom overreacted or something like that, and I'm sorry, you know, and I'll try to do better next time. That would have been the right lesson to teach. And adults have these same kind of things going on, too. But to, to just take her and say, well, I, I got mad, you were here. <laughs> it's like, right, it's like, right. It's and just that's, not the right. That's the thing about, you know, your situation in particular when you're having to, you know, I've got my kids with me pretty well. My older one doesn't hasn't been in two years to visitation, but um, you know I've got my younger one with me about 340 days a year now. So yeah. uh, you know I have the attitude, well, how much damage can possibly be done in 20 days a year? You know uh, when she's got mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. me to bounce things off of and to be consistent. She sees that my behavior is consistent, that my honesty level is, is consistent, that my you know and, and and you're right. I mean when you're when you're giving that completely opposite view and teaching your child that the appropriate response when you screw up is to apologize and mm-hmm. and say that you're going to take steps to, to make it not happen again, mm-hmm. um, it, at some point they sort of, I, I found this and, you know, I had a lot of friends that kept telling me, you know, as your kids get older, they're going to start figuring stuff out. They know more than you think they do. Yeah. I just yeah. Went, oh, yeah, yeah, right, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but but it, it really, you know, it really did prove true. Your daughter is going back and forth as a routine course of business, and she's mm-hmm. to the age now where she's hearing mom say one thing, but when she goes to dad's house, she's like, okay, I just don't see it. <laughs> I, yeah, just, I don't yeah, even know right. what she's yeah. talking about. You know, like the whole yeah. the whole anger thing. She's like, uh, I don't yeah. see it. So, yeah. you know, I think <clears throat> keeping them grounded, focusing on keeping them grounded in being realistic about how they look at things, is probably mm-hmm. the silver bullet. You know, right? And, and I think I think one of the what we kind of brought out of this whole discussion is that that you know it's it's. The, the the goal is to to get the children to see, you know what what is right or what I guess to to make their own decisions on what they feel is right, um, and to be the in the place uh, that uh, so you can you know have the environment that's there so they can feel they have the ability to feel comfortable discussing things they see that are wrong and 
or they feel are wrong, and the environment where they're they're supported and with their decisions that they make, um, you know, long as they're obviously within bounds. <laughs> But but you know I think that's that's really like the the biggest part of trying to co-parent with somebody that's that's got uh, toxic tendencies is that you just have to kind of like we said before just kind of you got to got to sail your ship the way you want to sail it and and make sure you're doing it as as honestly as you said as possible and and you know it it could change at some point you know you might have a child that all of a sudden decides that oh, I like that Disney dad over there you know and. and, and <laughs> But the other one might not, and it's, that's, I think it's interesting, too. I mean, I don't have the one, but, you know, other families, you'll see kids that, that are divorced, and, you know, one kid's got tons of problems with the other parent, and another kid's got no problems with the other parent, and it's just kind of interesting how it all works that way. Um, well, and, you know, I have, a, I have an anecdote about that that I think is, is pretty um, educational, and it's not my own case. It's someone that I know um, from church, actually, who ended up being sort of a proxy participant for my ex after the fact. Uh, But this guy has three children, and he and his wife got divorced. And shortly after they got divorced, they were sharing custody. And shortly after they got divorced, she said, listen, I need to tell you something. Um, I'm a lesbian. And she said, you know, I'm sorry. And, I, I mean, she really, the way I understood the story, she it was a really cathartic sort of thing for her, but she had a job opportunity in California and this was in Georgia. She had a job opportunity in California. She wanted to take the kids because she had been their primary custodial parent anyway. Mm -hmm. Well, he lost his mind and $120,000 and the Georgia Supreme court later. Wow. (laughs) Um, he ended up, now remember, we're talking a lesbian and Georgia, you do the math, okay? Right. So she lost custody, custody of her children. So Mm. she went ahead and, you know, she had had to take the job if for no other reason than to pay her legal bills. She's out in California and she's got visitation with the kids. They go out there for holidays and stuff. In Georgia, when you're 14 years old, the court will actually let you proactively choose which parent you live with. Mm-hmm. Unless the other parent has been proven to be um, a, a horrible danger to the children. And I want right. you to know that that man I know from church is now alone. Because <laughs> as each of his children turned 14, they yeah. opted to move to California with mom mm-hmm. and I don't believe that's the result of anything mom did no. I believe right. that's the result of dad taking this to the extreme degree mm-hmm. yeah. and 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 he's he got to the point where he was very militant about it and he mm-hmm. is anti-woman everything let me mm-hmm. tell you he, mm-hmm. if you have breasts he hates your guts he's going to be nice Jeez. to you at church yeah. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it was it was really bad. But but I think that that is a really good cautionary tale as mm-hmm. to the fact that kids are paying attention to which parent is doing what, mm-hmm. and you know, as each one of these and each kid had to go by him or herself. There were two boys and a girl, mm-hmm. and each one had to go, you know, 
alone, go it alone and say, okay, I'm, I'm going to move to California with mom. And I still, I, I, I really believe that was a result of how he worked so hard to get them away from their mother, keep them away from their mother, trash talk their mother to Mm -hmm. them. Um, you know, at some point they went, wait a minute. Yeah. You know, no. Right. Who's, yeah. Who's trash talking who? And and that, that stuff adds up. Speaking from my own personal experience, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it does. It does, and I and from what I've seen in my in my life and um, a number of my friends who've had the same experience, those of us that have worked super hard to take the high road with our kids um, are the ones that end up winning mm-hmm. in quotation marks in the long run. I believe um, it. we're closer to our kids. Our kids trust us mm-hmm. with anything. Um, we have really open lines of communication. We, you know, our kids know that they can come to us about whatever the, you know, and I'm the, mm-hmm. and I'm the mom that's, I'm that house, you know, where all the teenagers come to my house and they all call <laughs> me mom and they all eat my food. And, you nice. know. Um, so, and, and I, but I think that it's so hard when you are sort of in the foxhole against this person and this mm-hmm. other, you know, this other person is making claims that you're doing this. Oh, you're alienating the children, or you're, you know, saying terrible things about me to them, or you're doing this, mm-hmm. and you're going, oh my God, no, yeah. I have not. I haven't yeah. said mm-hmm. a freaking word, and you just right. want to rip your hair out. That's when you kind of step back and say, okay, I understand. I cannot co-parent with a toxic person. It wow. can't happen. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do what I know is the right thing to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called parallel parenting. Is this? <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, it's, sure. That's right. Parallel. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. Right. But it's a perfect. It's, is that is that a real term? That's a perfect term. Yes. It, no, yes. it really it okay. really is a real term. Yeah, wow. parallel parenting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and and, and you yeah. know, the first tip off is when you have someone that um like they have our family wizard. I don't know if you guys know that product. Mm-hmm. No. Um, our family wizard is an online tool that they use for divorced families, particularly those who are in conflict where both parents have to use this particular program for communications, for medical bills, for school notices, mm-hmm. everything, because it can be tracked by the court. Oh, that's um, brilliant. Yeah, and, and the attorneys have the access information and stuff, and it's, it's courts love it because there's no he said, she said. It's either yeah. there or it's not. Uh, right. And they can't delete stuff, so they can't get on there and say, you know, mm. go on this tirade and then delete it. It's genius. Yeah, it's it's ninety nine bucks a year per parent. I'm saying it's a bargain at twice the price. Mm. Um, but yeah. I actually, you know, one of the things that you see in the dynamic with the toxic parallel parent, um, you know, I set up once I terminated um, direct electronic and phone contact with my ex. I set up an online calendar through a different program, and called Cozy C O Z I Cozy dot com. Mm-hmm. And um, he ended up taking me to court on those, remember we talked about those false contempt charges. And in court, my attorney asked him, how often do you check the calendar that, um, that she sets up, that she set up for you to know exactly what's going on with the children? Because one of the things he was claiming was that I was barring his access to information about the children. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, I don't check it. And my attorney's like, Oh, what do you mean you don't check it? Well, I prefer to get that information from my children. So my attorney's like, wait a minute. 
We're here <laughs> because you're claiming that she doesn't inform you or consult you about decisions regarding the children, yet you're not even checking the website that she set up for you that has all yeah. of this information on it. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's just, you know, tools wow. like that, I think, for parallel parenting. Tools are a really important, I think that's a, it's a great buffer zone. It really is. And it's hard to argue with something like that. I mean, sure. You know, either you checked yeah. it or you didn't. And if you didn't, right. why are you bellyaching? Oh, so. yeah. okay. I'm so glad you mentioned those tools, too. We'll be sure to put those on the, on the website, too, uh, just to highlight mm-hmm. them. That, those are excellent. Thank you so much. You know, I was just—I'm thinking. In the interest of time, we should probably break here, because yep. we're probably we're getting it close to an hour, and we'll probably divide yep. it up into twenty or twenty-five minute segments. Um, but if there were—if if there are any closing thoughts, uh, I wanted to give you each an opportunity to to um, jump in. If there's anything you want to say before we take off, I did want to mention um, just because we had mentioned before we started recording, um, if everyone has an opportunity. There is a terrific recorded um, interview podcast on WFAE, that's W Fox Alpha Echo, 90.7, which is Charlotte's National Public Radio um, station. There was an interview done um, on January the 29th, and it was a panel of men, man-to-man, conversation about domestic violence, and it included... um, Barry Goldstein, who is the founder of Stop Abuse Campaign, and I do quite a bit of writing and interaction with them and for their their website. Um, It was an excellent interview, and uh, Barry Goldstein in particular is an expert in the child custody issues uh, with abusers, and both male and female. But this was a very, very interesting interview, and I think it's worth everybody's time. It's 51 minutes. Um, so mm. I did want to mention that. I think oh, we're thanks. going to go ahead and put the link up. We'll do, on, yeah. On that Waters. sounds outstanding. Yeah. So, and as far as the topic goes, my, my closing thought is just be who you are and let the other person dig their own grave. Seriously. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I just can't stress that enough. It's sure. like don't spend yeah. your energy worrying about all the stuff the other one's doing wrong. Put all that energy toward doing everything right that you know you're supposed to do for your kids. I think that's an excellent closing thought because it's I couldn't agree more. Because the more you get involved in the crazy on the other side, the more it saps your energy and your ability to do what you need to in the first place, right? So right. just yeah. let them <laughs> go off in the distance or into the and you know do what they're going to do. And as long as you know, as long as they're following certain guidelines, right? They're not, you know. Giving you know, getting involved in drugs or something like that. You hear some other right. terrible stories and some of these things, but um, but you know, as long as they're you know following like the the big guidelines, the rest of it there's not much you can really do, and, and the waste energy on it this, this takes energy away from from other places where you could be doing more good with it. So right. I totally agree. Yeah. Amen. Uh, amen. amen yeah. Pa- as we say in this town, <laughs> amen and pass the biscuit. <laughs> Uh, guys, Aubrey, Stefan, thanks so much for the discussion. I mean, it's a, a, an important topic to a lot of us. Um, thanks for your thoughts, the recommendations, the resources. I mean, it's all you guys are just amazing, and we, we really can't thank you enough. Um, I want to thank our participants as well. Uh, we hope you found this informative and as useful as we have. Um, 
I certainly did. Uh, if, if you enjoyed listening and you want to come back for more, um, you can sign up for our newsletter. Um, we'll be talking about many more interesting topics. We have a whole list of them um, there that are very compelling, and we look forward to uh, recording as soon as possible. Again, if you have any questions, you can submit them on this page right below where you're listening, and we will get back to you as soon as we can. Sign up for the newsletter. We'll notify you of the next um, available uh, podcast in the future. And uh, again, just thanks so much for joining us. Uh, We have one uh, quote we wanted to leave you with, a quote from Alvin Price. Parents need to fill a child's bucket of self-esteem so high that the rest of the world can't poke enough holes to drain it dry. Love that one. Anyway, thanks, folks. Have a great week, everyone. Thompson and I'm the director over at Swan Waters and I'm so excited to tell you that we've recently launched the Healing Academy which quite literally is a school for healing after abuse so if you have a past where you have been abused or bullied or had to deal with toxic people then head over and check it out there's all sorts of stuff that you can learn anything from escaping an abusive situation to dealing with PTSD, to how to learn to self-care, how you can use journaling in your in your healing, um, how to deal with bullies in the workplace. There's all sorts of stuff. I can't even begin to list everything because I will run out of time. So <laughs> head over to swanwaters.com slash join to find out more. Bye.